I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dude! Dog! The Damage. It's the Lugau on the The Knicks did damage. That's right. They did damage as the peasants, the little brothers, the Nets, who are an absolute disaster. They basically were like 0 from 50 from three-point land, and they were prancing around in those hideous uh, jerseys last night in their pajamas, which was a disgrace. What an awful look for the Nets. The building was basically quiet. You could hear a pin drop. No Knicks fans wanted to show up, so the place was quiet. The fans have quit. They basically don't care about the franchise anymore. The uniforms are hideous. Their basketball team is hideous, and the Knicks took care of business. They did absolute damage to the Nets. 877 877- 337-6666. And I don't want to hear about all the records over the last couple of years and the Nets beat him here. No, no, no. The King has returned. The Knicks are back. The Nets are the little brother. And the Knicks showed the Nets with their will, with their force, just what it is. Daddy is home. Julius Randle absolutely dominated the game. He was able to get whatever he wanted to offensively. Jalen Brunson, not his best effort in terms of scoring the basketball. He was more of a facilitator last night because, I mean, basically it was a practice game. I'm surprised the starters even went in in the fourth quarter because it looked like a scrimmage in the second half. So Jalen was more interested in passing the ball to others, one of them being Dante DiVincenzo, who was raining and draining threes all night long. It was an absolute beatdown. It was a disgrace. And the leader, the leader of the coalition of Nick haters, Evan Roberts, that's right. I don't think he brought this up on the show today. No, 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 no. He kept this one real quiet. Our boy Evan, we love Evan, the leader, the Pied Piper of Net fans, left early. That's right. The Knicks beat his basketball team so badly that Evan Roberts took his little iPad in his little oversized net yeah, sweatshirt that he wears, three times uh, too big, and he took his tail, tucked it between his legs, and he pranced out of Barclays Center with about five or six minutes left in the game. Damage. That's right, damage. He couldn't take it anymore. Oh, he couldn't take it anymore. And you got, I mean, that was just such a bad look for the Nets last night. And the Knicks, like I said, they did absolute damage. They did damage. And for all the haters, the coalition of Nick haters, and they are out there. And some of them are up front with it, right? You hear this all the time. Like, guys will come on the radio, they'll go on TV, and you know they're a Nick hater because they express it with their words. But there's some of you out there, and you know who you are, that secretly, quietly 
hate the Knicks. And that's the ones you have to be most worried about. We have to flush them out. They have to be known. We have to out them. And they must be silenced. For those of you familiar with the Lou Gow program, you know where I'm about to go. And for those of you that are new to the program, welcome, enjoy, because it's time to do a little roll call here. <clears throat> Jalen Brunson, dude. Julius Randle, dog. Emmanuel Quickly, dog. Josh Hart, dude. Dante DiVincenzo, dude. The Knicks did damage. Damage. That's right, recorded Tommy. And for all the haters of Julius Randle, all the guys that got on him early in the year, oh, he's pouting, he's not playing well, Julius Randle has stepped up and has balled recently. And Julius Randle, I said it before the start of the season, and I will say it again. The Knicks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and Julius Randle is leading the way. Julius Randle is a damn good basketball player, and he struggled in the playoffs before. Not denying that. And he's pouted, and he's moped, and he hasn't played good on either side of the ball, and he's been basically benched in some of these playoff series. I'm not taking that away from him because the facts are the facts. I'm not going to lie to you. But he's a good basketball player, damn good basketball player, an all-star. And he's putting it together, and I don't want to hear that he can't do it. In the playoffs, we've seen guys across all sports that have had their struggles in the playoffs. And when it wasn't like they did it throughout their entire career, A-Rod, Randy Johnson come to mind immediately. Guys that had postseason struggles and eventually put it together. The light bulb went on. The cream rises to the top, as Macho Man once said. It can happen and it will happen with Julius Randle. Now, it wasn't a perfect evening. It was a great game. It was a great beatdown. It was awesome. I was pumped. I was excited. I was texting and trolling with my net fan friends, all three of them, on my phone. And then I got some bad news we all did. And that is that Mitchell Robinson is out for the season, which sucks. Mitch having a great year. Mitch is an unbelievable guy. He moved up, I believe it was his high school basketball coach, who unfortunately lost his wife, and he was rooming with Mitch. He's just a stand-up guy, a great basketball player, was having an awesome year for the Knicks. Had the surgery. I don't know what happened, but it sounded like he was only going to be out for a couple of months. Maybe you get him back by February. And unfortunately, the news came out last night that he's out for the season. So, okay. So, my initial reaction was, that sucks. It dampered the win. And I feel awful for Mitch. My next thought, because you got to pivot, you can't, you know, basically mourn forever, is the Knicks need another big. Like, Taj Gibson cannot be playing any type of minutes. Certainly not important minutes. And Hartenstein has been unbelievable. He's just been another dude and dog. He's just been ridiculous snatching rebounds and being that sort of guy, that junkyard dog, that guy that goes in there and gets gritty and rolls up the sleeves. He's perfect. He's great. I like him more as a bench guy. Jericho Sims, maybe late in games, he could be a factor defensively. Taj Gibson, no disrespect. I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around. He should not be playing big-time minutes. So the Knicks have to get another big. They absolutely do. So it was sort of a mixed bag last night. But anytime as a big brother, you can go after the little brother and beat him. It is unbelievable. And let me just say this right now. Jalen Brunson is a superstar player. Do the Knicks need another superstar? Of course, because it's the NBA. And, you know, one to nine. Now, this was before Mitch, but so now you're going to say like one to eight. I think the Knicks are one of the deepest teams in the NBA. So they have to add more depth. But as far as a superstar player, they have one. His name is Jalen Brunson. Danny's in Tom's River. What's up, Danny? Hey, Lugie. Yo, what's up, dude? 
my main, uh, first thing I say, I love the energy, bro. I mean, you, you just bring it every single time you're on the air. So thank, thank you. you for that. No, of course. My pleasure. You know, I, I, I love the Knicks talk. You know, it's nice to hear it. And uh, the game last night, like you said, was unbelievable. But I, I, I got to ask you, man, I, you know, like, when are the Knicks going to say, hey, listen, we, like you just mentioned before you brought me on, like, the Knicks have a lot of depth. But we obviously lost Mitch Robinson for yep. the year. When is it going to click for this ownership and for Dolan, the owner, to step in and be like, listen, we got something brewing here. We got the superstar Jalen Brunson. When are they going to make a play for an Embiid? Like, honestly, well, like, like, if he was on our team, like, come on. No, Danny, look, that sounds great on paper. And look, the Knicks are on the verge of being awesome. They are. They are on the verge of being a top team in the NBA. They are. They do need to add another superstar. Now, you mentioned it, Embiid, and I would love to have Joel Embiid on, on the Knicks. Here's the problem. The Sixers are winning. Maxi is becoming a big-time player, probably going to get a max contract from Philadelphia. They ditched James Harden, which was a big problem. Why would the Sixers, and I want them, why would the Sixers trade Embiid? They're not going to. They are going to try to win because Embiid, who's been on an insane tear right now, why would they trade him? If you're Philadelphia, you're looking at your team and going, why can't we come out of the East? Why can't we beat the Bucs? Why can't we beat the Celtics? We're as good as any of those teams, so they're not going to trade Embiid. Steph Curry, interesting name. Evan floated out there a week ago. I would love that. I still think Steph has a ton in the tank. Obviously an all-time great. Wish he was a Nick. Instead, we ended up with the immortal Jordan Hill. I would love that too, but now all of a sudden Steph Curry's got it going on in Golden State, but I think that's an interesting one to monitor because... I don't want to count the Warriors out because the minute you do that, they're going to win a title. But it's clearly winding down. We know that. Draymond Green is a massive problem. Klay Thompson has seen his best days. I think we have seen the last of the Warriors as far as winning championships. So the question remains, does Steph Curry want to live out the rest of his NBA days with the Warriors? Or does he want to come to New York City, try to win a title for the Knicks? Does that matter to him? What motivates him? We shall see. But Luka, I don't think the Mavs are trading him to the Knicks, and then you start looking at guys that I don't think are superstars. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. I like DeRozan, but and I would trade for him. Is that the guy to put? Oh, Donovan Mitchell, of course. Donovan Mitchell, and I poke fun at them. He makes sense for the Nets, too. So we have to see there. But the Knicks have the young players. They have a superstar in Jalen Brunson. They have a very good player in Julius Randle. They have depth. They have assets. They have picks. They have everything you need to get that superstar. They just have to get it. They have to have the superstar be available. They have the right assets. The Knicks are on the verge of being awesome as long as they don't F it up. Extremely dude heavy. They roll, you know what, recorded Tommy, you're smart and very handsome. They do roll extremely dude heavy. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer, the Luganator. Here on the Lugauer, more of your calls when we return on the other side of the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, 6.53 here on The Fan. Tommy Lugauer. Lugie here on The Lugauer. I got you to 7.30 Thursday night football. Westwood one. Rams, Saints, as we inch closer and closer to Christmas, we inch closer and closer to Christmas Eve, Jets, and the Commanders, which is basically a snooze fest. That's a good chance to give back and spend some time with your family. And then, of course, the Christmas game, middle of the day, dinner time, Eagles, Giants down in the city of, easy for me to say, city of brotherly love. And we will get into that plenty tomorrow as I am hosting solo Evan and Tiki tomorrow. I'm basically Kevin McAllister. I will be home alone. Everyone is gone. Everyone's on vacation. I made my family disappear. I will be hosting solo in afternoons tomorrow and also doing the Lugauer. So I will be on from 2 p.m. to 7.20 p.m., but who's counting? 877-337-6666. Larry in West Babylon. What's up, Larry? Yo, man, they found a star in you. You, Your energy is off the chain. Thank you. Thank you for that, brother. I appreciate it. Listen, now I got to... No problem, buddy. Listen, I got it. We got to talk about Julius Randle. Yeah, I want to hear your take on this. Yeah. I love him. I'm a huge Knicks fan, but the man can't dribble. He <laughs> cannot take you off the dribble. So when these cats, when Jalen and the rest of those guys give him the rock yeah. and run away from him, he gets flustered. It's a turnover. Yeah, he gets a little flustered. It's a, it's, it's a fair criticism, Larry. He does like to dribble into double teams. He gets a little flustered. I, I would agree with that. It's not his strength. Now, Julius, I think, does a lot of things well. He could he could shoot the three. He could get do it back to the basket. He could pass the ball, rebound. I would agree there are spots where if you give him the ball and you put him on an island sometimes, especially trying to like facilitate, he gets a little flustered. There's no doubt about that. That's a fair that's criticism. My, that's only, and that's only, that's my only issue. So, you know, but but this is a professional basketball thing. There are ways to set him up and Agreed. convince him. Because I talk to my buddy about this all the time. You know, we're, we're texting back and forth during the games. Yes, Julius, accept the fact that you can't take anybody off the dribble. Get set up and go to work. And you know what it is with him, Larry? And I and this, I I really believe this with Julius. He wants to win so badly that sometimes he gets in his own head and he tries to force it. And I think that's part of it with the dribbling because he knows. I, I, he knows. He understands the criticism. He understands that he hasn't come up big in big spots. And I think sometimes he presses and he just tries too hard. He's just got to freaking relax when the game gets that's in those it. moments. And like you said, allow Jalen, allow others to facilitate it to him, set him up, and do damage, basically. Do damage. Yep. That's it, buddy. That's it. Larry, I appreciate hey. the kind words. Merry Christmas. Good to hear from you. Feel free to call anytime, my man. Nick fans are always welcome. And fans are too, as well, all, all 14 of you. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer Lugi here on the Lugauer. More calls on the other side. Yeah, 703. I know Christmas is coming up, but we're at the halfway point to the summer here. DJ, shout out Jersey Shore. One of the great establishments in the history of the world. I won't list them tonight, but DJ's definitely in the top five uh, loogie going out places as far as the atmosphere, as far as, quite frankly, the girls, the music, everything going on. And trust me, when it comes to, you know, I could get some sports stuff wrong, but when it comes to partying the other nine to five, it was my life's work, and I consider myself an extreme expert in that field. And speaking of Jersey, 
Tommy DeVito. And, and if you were listening last night, I told you I'm starting to convince myself more and more that the Giants are going to keep the game close on Monday. I think the Giants are going to give you a spirit effort. And, and part of that reason is the Eagles are definitely off. And in all intents and purposes, this is a get-right spot for them, right? Losing a couple games, not looking good. Giants come into town, not much to play for. I know their playoff chances are still there, as slim as they may be. You have a team that dominates the Giants, that matches up well against the Giants, a team that needs to get right, needs to get a win, looking to, you know, punish them, run the ball, the dopey tush push, the entire thing. But this Eagle team, the more you look at it, they're just they're just not the same team they were last year. Hertz is clearly not 100%. Forget the flu that he had this week. He just hasn't looked like the same guy this year. He was an MVP candidate last year. Just not the same guy as far as that. Their secondary absolutely freaking stinks. I mean, it is just terrible. You can make, look it up. Their statistics against the pass are as bad as it gets. Bottom of the league, awful. Awful. So if the Giants can protect, which is a problem, they give up a million sacks, and DeVito has been a culprit of that. They take way too many sacks. If they could somehow protect Tommy, they will be able to make plays in the passing game. They will be able to make plays down the field. And the Eagles, as far as generating sacks, last year they were amazing. They have, they're have they still pretty good. They're still, I think, top 10, like 10th. But they're not as elite as they were last year. And they're, they're just, they're just, they don't feel like the same team. Now, look, it could be 45 10 easily in a blink of an eye. And you'll know early. You'll know if the Eagles uh, came to play. If it's like, you know, 14 nothing before you look up, game's over, they'll run away with it. But the more and more, and we'll get into it a lot tomorrow, the closer and closer we get to game time, I am convincing myself that. Tommy DeVito, the Giants, who have, I think, a little bit of pride on the line here, too, because the Eagles have just basically smashed them for years. It would be nice if the, the, the guys in that locker room could look around and go, you know what, even if our playoff chances, forget the playoffs, even let's pride. Let's show a little pride. Let's give the Eagles a competitive game. Everyone else has. Drew Locke just beat them, just marched down the field and beat them. Why can't we do that? And as far as all the other stuff, DeVito, look, if Tommy DeVito wants to hang out, who? let me ask you this. Who doesn't want to hang out with Snooky on a Tuesday night? I do. So I have no problem with Tommy DeVito going to pizzerias or, you know, signing autographs or hanging out with Snooky or hanging out with Wow or being a Jersey celebrity. I have absolutely no problem. The big story today, everyone's leading with it, that he's trademarking a bunch of stuff. Great. Great. That sweatshirt that Big Tom, his father, wore on Sunday was fire. I want one of those. And a small, by the way, if one of you want to get to me quickly for Christmas. It was amazing. I love the Tommy uh, gear, so I'm all for that. And this idea that, okay, Tommy DeVito is not selling T-shirts out of his, the trunk of his car in the parking lot of MetLife Stadium. I mean, he's got to, he's, come on. I don't shine shoes anymore. That's right. You've been gone for a while. Maybe they didn't go up there and tell you. He doesn't shine shoes anymore. He's a conglomerate. He's a businessman, not a businessman. So I'm all for it. I'm cool with that. He's learning how to be famous on the fly. He's capitalizing on his fame. When the summer gets here, speaking of DJs, you know, he'll be down there for sure as far as, you know, hanging out, doing the whole thing. He's a big-time celebrity in the tri-state area. If he wants to make some extra scratch and actually, you know, move out of his mom's house, I have no issues with that. None whatsoever. It's not taking away his attention from the game. He knows what he's got to do. It's building your brand. No issues with that. A athlete's shelf life is short. 
We don't know how long the Tommy DeVito one is going to last. So if he wants to capitalize this in any way he wants to, I am totally for that. Make as much money, make as much fame, date as many OnlyFans models as you want. I don't care. Win football games, do the whole thing. I'm here for every aspect of the Tommy DeVito experience. 877-337-6666. Dale in Manorville. What's up, Dale? Hey, man, what's up? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Uh, about Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't do it in the big spot. I don't, I don't care if he if he scores 70 a game. When it, when it counts, he just can't do it. They're literally putting him on the bench. Plus, he's not a three-point shooter. He can't handle that Jalen Brunson is the number one guy, so he forces up. Yeah, I, I don't know. that. That's projecting. We don't know if he actually – I'm sure he loves having Jalen Brunson as a teammate. Who wouldn't? Jalen Brunson I, is a great player, oh, a great teammate. Nobody has anything bad to say about him. And Julius needed the help. So if he does have an issue with it, that's on him. But I don't have any signs that he is upset that Jalen Brunson is the one. I know. I'm just so so sick and tired of making excuses for these guys. Well, you know? it's not They're... about making excuses, Dale. First of all, th- this is what I love about this. He can't win. He's not clutch. Well, okay, he's on the team. So how about a little support? And it doesn't mean that because he struggled in previous playoff games that he's going to struggle for the rest of his career. I'm sorry. It, it, it doesn't. He can absolutely turn it around. And by the way, I would care if he scored 70 a night. I'd love that because guess what? The Knicks would be the one seed. So, no, I do want him to average 70 a night. And yet he has not been clutch in the playoffs. You're right. And he has been benched. And you are right. I, he's not a great three-point shooter, but he can knock down the three for sure. Wasn't he in the freaking three-point contest last year? I know a lot of guys don't want to do that kind of stuff. But still, he could, he could hit threes. And, yes, he does get a little flustered at times. And he does mope. I'm, I'm not making excuses for him. I'm not saying he's perfect. Nobody is. But I totally support Julius Randle, and I do think he is going to be a big-time contributor for the Knicks in the playoffs this season. 877-337-6666. Dom in Port Washington. What's up, Dom? How you doing? Um, yeah. What's up? You're a Met fan, Met fan like me. I am. Um, what do you think as far as Yamamoto? I, I'm thinking they're going to get him because, you know, they want to spend the money. He's going to go higher than everybody else. And... Uh, I think he's just uh, checking out all his options right now. What do you think? Yeah, Dom, I'll let you go because uh, your directions were trying to tell you where to go, and I want you to get lost. I am a Met fan. This is what I think about Yamamoto. And the Yamamoto stuff has starting, it is, it's there of reaching comical in terms of this guy wanting to be the center of attention. And that's clearly what all this is because it is going on, like, dude, like Steve Cohen flew there to meet with you, flew to Japan to hang out with you, to have dinner with you, to court you, to flirt with you, to try to get you to sign the, with the with the Mets. Then you come to the States, you meet with the Dodgers, they bring back all these old players, Otani's in the meeting. Uh, not all, all old-time players, they brought back all the, they brought in all their stars, Freeman, Betts, Otani, to have the meeting with you. Then the Yankees, Hideki Matsui, sent them something like a jersey, signed jersey, video package, whatever. Enough. I, I mean, honestly. And, and I think Yamamoto is going to be a big-time pitcher. He's young. He's got great stuff. I'm totally convinced he's going to be really, really good. And I do think he's the number one priority for the Mets this offseason. I think Steve Cohen knows that. I think David Stearns knows that. They need someone at the top of the rotation to pair with Kodai Senga. 
all for it. Give him as much money as he wants. It's not my money, number one. Number two, if $400 million fell on the floor, Steve Cohen would not pick it up. Now, I'm being a little facetious, but he is extremely rich. He does not need a GoFundMe account. So he is totally, I could use one, but he doesn't need one. So that's not an issue. Go sign Yamamoto. Now, the Yamamoto stuff, though, is starting to get a little nauseating. It started, there was rumors he was going to be at the game, the football game tonight with the Rams and Saints. Then that got debunked. I mean, this is ridiculous. And then it was, oh, well, teams are making formal offers this week. The Mets reportedly offered him. The Phillies offered him a contract. And you heard, oh, he's going to decide sometime this week. Then I saw something yesterday. Well, maybe in the new year. You know what? Uh, enough. Make a freaking decision. I, you've had weeks here, and this is a big problem with the baseball offseason. It just goes on and on and on and on. Remember with Harper and Machado, it's going into February. Enough already. I want it to be quick. It, not not right away, but it just drags on and on and on. And you have all these dopey rumors and all these dopey innuendos and all the... Uh, just sign. But as far as my confidence level, I think the Mets are are absolutely at the top of the list because I do think there is something to the fact that Steve Cohen flew out there to meet with him. I think that means something. I think it's about respect. I think it showed Yamamoto that Steve Cohen wants him, that he's serious. We need. We know Steve Cohen can write a check, absolutely, 100%, but a lot of teams can. And if Yamamoto does not sign with the Mets, and if that decision does come in the next couple days, next week, two weeks from now, and e- even if, I'll say this right now, even if it's the Yankees, is my initial reaction going to be that I'm upset and yell and scream? Yes, because that's just the way I'm wired. But when I take a step back, I'm not going to be mad that Yamamoto signed with the Yankees because they're the Yankees, right? The Cadillac of sports, the greatest franchise in the history of sports. If he signs with the Dodgers, which are the Yankees of the West Coast, and he wants to play with Otani, I'm not going to have a problem with that. Steve Cohen is, because oh, he's a Will Pond, he's a fraud, he's a liar. No, no, no. Steve Cohen is a salesman right now. He's trying to sell a product. There's one, only one problem. The product is crap. He's trying to sell the Mets. And this is coming from a Mets fan. He's selling crap. Hey, do you want to come for the Mets? I don't know. Uh, you know, like, why the Mets are, have not been a franchise that's won a lot. They have not been a consistent winner in the playoffs every year. They're not a sexy destination. They're just not. Yeah, their owner has a ton of money. Yeah, we built them up to mythical proportions. Absolutely. That's what we did as the fans because we were happy that the Wilpons were gone and we no longer had a shop on the clearance rack. I totally understand that. But as far as the product, Steve Cohen is doing everything in his power. He's the only guy to fly over to Yamamoto that we know of. That's the only guy. So he's going out of his way. He's trying he, the problem is, is that he's selling crap. He's selling the Mets. I, I mean, that that's a tough thing to sell. So, I know you don't love the moves. And I understand you can mock them. They literally signed somebody with the last name Scrub. I mean, that joke writes itself. But what the Mets are trying to do, what David Stearns and Steve Cohen are trying to do, we'll see if it works, is build up the farm system, build a winning team year in, year out, so that if they don't get Yamamoto and if they don't get these free agents, you know, this year, next year, if they start to win, they will start to become a better destination for free agents, and Steve Cohen will no longer be trying to sell crap to people. He will actually be selling a place that people will want to come and play baseball. 877-337-6666. Tommy Lugauer, the Luganator, here on the Lugauer. More of your calls when we get back. Yeah. 722 here on the fan. Tommy Lugauer. Lugie. 
few more minutes. Thursday night football. Good one tonight. Actually, a good Thursday night football game, at least on paper. One with playoff ramifications. Rams, Saints, two good defensive teams. It should be a, a good one tonight. It's close. I like the Rams to win the game. Whether they cover or not, that's a different story. I would lay the four and a half, but you could get uh, screwed there if they win by three. But I do think the Rams win the game. And the Rams have been a crazy story this year because a lot of people thought that they would like not win. They would trade Stafford. And Sean McVay's not a guy that's just going to tank games. Like He wants to win. a Super Bowl winner. Same thing with Stafford. They want to win games. And now they put themselves in a position where they are one of the top teams in the NFC. I really believe that. I think they'll be dangerous. I think they get in the playoffs, and I think they'll be dangerous when they get there. But that's coming up a few minutes on the fan. Giants will be on the fan on Monday as Tommy DeVito takes the Giants down to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Let's go to James in North Arlington. What's up, James? Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. I mean, yeah, the energy that you bring, I tell you, you're like Cartnesque. Thank you. I know you take that as a compliment. He doesn't, but but I do. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, like I love Cartnesque. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So, uh, just real quick, I mean, the Tommy DeVito story is incredible, but we have one other young lad mm-hmm. from, from West Essex, Vito Maliki. He's a boxer. Nice. 21 years old, and he'll be taking over The Rock on the 29th uh, for boxing. He just did a, nice. a little uh, boxing today over uh, in, uh, Very cool. in the West Ward in Newark. Cool. Great story, and they're actually friends with each other. Oh, cool. The thing with, the oh, thing nice. with De- DeVito, yeah. when you play with the Giants, you overshadow everybody. And I tell you something, it's really incredible, and have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, same to you, James. I appreciate the call. Yeah, look, I, the thing about DeVito, you're right. Quarterback, New York Giants, big-time spot, local guy, relatable, right? He's relatable. For those of you out there, and look, last name is Lugauer. I am, in fact, 50% Italian, so I'm more Italian than anything. Italian mom, lived with my my parents, my grandparents, Italian grandparents, only child. So I would say that I'm not selfish, but I am absolutely spoiled to the core, no doubt about it. So I get the Tommy DeVito story. I lived with my parents for a long time. My mom tucked me in. She she did my laundry. She made my food. I, I slept with a nightlight. For until I was 28, I had to, in fact, sneak girls in the house, so I understand what Tommy's going through. Uh, hopefully my mom's not listening right now. She listens every night. But I did, in fact, sneak girls in late nights. It is what it is. I'm sorry. So it feels like I'm the quarterback of the Giants. Like Tommy DeVito listens to house music. He, he parties in Hoboken. I'm the quarterback of the Giants. Except the Vuganator. Yeah, the Vuganator, right? Like, he's a character. He's a wrestler. He's a gimmick. He's He's a good fella. He's one of us. That's what makes this unbelievable, and that's why I give him the lifetime contract, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm pulling for him because, number one, he makes unbelievable sports talk radio. Could you imagine if the Giants draft a quarterback, have Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito? That is un—they got to get that DeVito guy back in there. He's freaking tough. He can win games. Like, it is absolutely perfect sports talk radio. And you're pulling for him because he's a local guy and the gimmick and the shtick. And it's just, there's so much to it. The family, everything about that story. Good fellow, one of us. That, that's what I love about Tommy DeVito. So I hope it continues. And I don't want to get ahead of myself too much in talking about next year in a, quarter, a quarterback competition or a potential one. I'm focused on Monday and I'm focused on this matchup with the Eagles because Tommy DeVito is in a spot right now that could make him a absolute, he's already basically a living legend. He could just take it to a, a totally another stratosphere if he could pull off the win here because, my God, I mean, I've been out of college for a long time. The Eagles have just absolutely kicked our ass year after year after year dominated the Giants, especially down in Philly, and I'm sick of it. 
I really am. And I thought they would get it done in the playoffs last year. They did not. They got absolutely crushed. If you remember, I had that pep rally on the radio station that was just, you know, an amazing four hours of radio. And then the game started. And the Giants got totally crushed. I want to win so bad, and I want it. And if DeVito could somehow go down on Christmas, win that game, beat the Eagles, he would just be an absolute legend because of the struggles the Giants have had against the Eagles. So hopefully he could pull it off. And like I said... As the weeks go on here, excuse me, as the days go on here, I am starting to convince myself that the Giants have a shot. More on that tomorrow as I fill in, as I'm Kevin McAllister, home alone, doing solo Evan and Tiki tomorrow. Ted is in Washington, New Jersey. What's up, Ted? Yeah, listen, enjoy your show. Thank you. are very good. I appreciate it. You amaze me how you know all this stuff. Yeah, I want to miss about the Mets. To me, the reason why that – Yanomoto, I believe his name is. Yeah. I never saw him pitch, obviously. Yeah, no, a few have. I mean, except for like on video live, none of us have, really. Well, what I want to say is the Mets are basically, they've been dysfunctional. It's not the owner's fault. Yeah. He inherited this. But, he did. You know, what they did last year, it doesn't promote, like, an atmosphere it, that a player can't compete with the Dodgers and the Yankees. You're right, last Ted. Year, you're right. The Mets, they, they quit. In the middle of the year, they were boring. Nobody went to the game. You're right. They let that happen, and yeah, that's, that, that everybody sees that. And nope. also, they're letting Alonzo hang out to dry. Here's a player that's yeah. been loyal to you, mm-hmm. and they don't even talk about signing him. They're always looking for the new guy. What about the people you have, Alonzo? D- Ted, yeah, they did not- it. They did it to Degrom. Now they were right, but they did it to Degrom. They couldn't wait to get Scherzer in here. They couldn't wait to get Verlander. Like you said, the shiny new toys. They weren't loyal to Jake. I know there were reports he didn't want to be here, and they were right. By the way, they were right on Jake. He got hurt. They were right on that decision. But you're right. Now, now they're doing the same thing with Alonzo. Now. I've thought this all along. They didn't get Soto. They didn't get Otani. If they don't get Yamamoto, the fans will be so livid, especially if he goes to the Yankees. You will have a very angry fan base. Now, it has been a honeymoon with Steve Cohen. Ton of money. He's not the Wilpons. He's a Mets fan. It has been a honeymoon. If Yamamoto signs with the Yankees and the Mets continue to bring in these, you know, less than sexy players, although I still think they could pivot to Justin Turner and Snell and Montgomery and there's other guys to bring in. And I do think they're building a winning program. But there are going to be a lot of angry Met fans. So I have a prediction for you. If and when they don't get Yamamoto, Pete Alonso will be signed almost immediately because they have to. They should anyway, but from a PR standpoint and an angry fan base standpoint, they have to get a deal done. They have to give the fans something to be happy and excited about, and we know how much. And there is a portion of the fan base that does not like Pete, but there is a overwhelming portion of the fan base that loves Pete, and they want Pete to be here, and they will be really mad if the Mets don't extend him and don't make him a Met for life. So I believe if Yamamoto does not become a Met, the Mets will be very active and they will move quickly and swiftly to extend Pete Alonso. But you're totally right. They should have done it already. It's not a top priority. It's not right. It's not right to Pete. But you will have angry, pissed-off fans if Yamamoto is not a Met, and I think you will quickly see Alonso sign an extension. That'll do it for me. My thanks to Connor Green on the other side of the glass. Rams, Saints, Thursday Night Football, Westwood One is coming up. Next, tomorrow, I am back solo. Kevin McAllister, home alone, 2 o'clock, right here on The Fan, filling in for Evan and Tiki. Enjoy the night. I will talk to you tomorrow, too. Later.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.